Welcome to the Everyday Vacation Podcast. My name is MJ Gordon, minimalist entrepreneur and lifestyle coach, and I'll be sharing with you resources, people, and messages to help you create more balance and energy so you can live life on your terms. Thank you for being here with me today. Let's get the vacation vibes rolling. So I've been polling you guys a lot lately, and while you enjoy the leveling up your energy and business and lifestyle success, a big chunk of you said you were originally here for and missed having more minimalism content. Another good chunk of you said that you really like my unscripted, casual videos and talks. So with that, here I am with an unscripted, casual video, although I do have a set of notes, on minimalism. Today's topic, I want to share with you the five common mistakes that I see veteran minimalists make. So these are not for newbie minimalists, although if you are getting into minimalism, I highly recommend sticking around because had I known these mistakes, I may have been able to get through it with less of a challenge and a more smooth transition. So let's talk about minimalism. There is a huge appeal to it. It's really trendy. It's a hot topic right now. And this is something that when we see on social media, it's just glorified, highlighted in these white, simple, pristine spaces. I mean, who doesn't want less mess, less stress, right? Given our culture and resources today, it's super easy to have everything on our phone anyways. We digitalize our books. We digitalize our communication and community. There's all kinds of entertainment right at our fingertips. In addition to wanting a carefree lifestyle full of experiences, minimalism has never before been more tangible and easy to attain. But outside of these external manifestations or results of practicing the minimalism philosophy, minimalism is really about a way of life. It's a way to find balance and clarity for yourself, to be able to clearly distinguish boundaries for your own mental health, your relationships, your space, and your own physical capacity. It focuses most on what adds value to you and what you value. What are your actual priorities and how can you spend more time and attention focusing on that? Ultimately, practicing minimalism on the inside can lead to massive amounts of happiness, peace, and fulfillment. So for whatever reason many of us have gotten started with minimalism or are interested in the topic, there's a clear distinction from point A and point B and a lot of learning lessons and growth along the way. When you first get started with minimalism, at the very beginning, it's a really exciting thing. Decluttering your spaces, remanaging your home, reassessing your items, there's this burden and weight that feels lifted upon you. But as you start to move in towards the practicality of minimalism and how it plays a role in your life, what that actually looks like, the first common mistake that veteran minimalists make is thinking that it's going to look like what you see on social media. Most of us get there right off the bat and it feels great and it looks great. And then you start going about your life and moving through it and start maybe reincorporating or readjusting or reorganizing things in places that don't actually look visually appealing. This is where it comes down to getting to know yourself. Does form really follow function? Or does form matter as much as function? Here's the thing about minimalism. Everybody is different. What do you value most? For me, I like a little bit of form. If things are cluttered and there's just this visual lack of appeal, I don't know if it's ADHD, OCD, I mean, whatever kind of label I want to identify with myself, 
I know that things have to have a certain visual appeal or else it stresses me out to look at. At the same time, what I know is even more important is regardless of the visual appeal, if I can't access my stuff or it takes a long time to maneuver around the space in order to function, that's gonna stress me out even more. So this takes a lot of practice and this takes a lot of attentiveness, awareness, constantly reassessing, hey, does this really work or can I do this better? That's the beautiful thing about minimalism is once you get to point A, how do you level it up and get to point B? You can only do so by continuing to ask yourself to retake that inventory, reassess the spaces and what's going on, and then ask yourself, how can I move forward in a better way? How can I optimize this space, maybe automate it or make it even more functional or just more satisfying for me to be in. Another common mistake that minimalists make is over-consuming experiences. Sure, we've gotten rid of the material excess, but now we're trying to replace it with things that matter to us. And a lot of us wanna travel, a lot of us want to dine out more, or we dive into the spaces of personal development and self-help. So we get that gym membership that we never signed up for, we dive head deep into the course, and we do all these things kind of simultaneously because we've created all this space that all of a sudden we're left feeling like we have endless to-dos. This also consumes a lot of time, money, and resources, especially if you're traveling a lot or you're over-consuming on your eating out and dining. If we are not deliberate about what we spend our time on, our attention can be scattered, and this can just create further stress, overwhelm, take up time and money, and just be another addiction, another dopamine high. So instead of the next thing to accumulate or buy, it's the next thing to experience and spend time and money on. This is a novelty addiction. Experience doesn't always mean it's better. Attention and mindset are crucial at these points. And it's always important to ask yourself, not only does this add value to my life, but is this important now? There's this common phrase, and I totally forget where it comes from. So if you know where it is, please let, help remind me by sticking in the comments below. But the acronym for WIN, W-I-N, is what's important now. This has revolutionized my life because so many things can be important to me. So many things can add value to us. And that's the beauty of the space that we live in now. But because our time and attention is so limited, it's really important that we dissect and protect where our time and attention goes. Otherwise, we get spread too thin. And so this kind of leads into mistake number three that veteran minimalists make, and that's failing to recognize that time is limited. Failing to recognize that not only time, but time where your attention is spent is the most valuable thing that you can't get back. So what are you spending your attention on? Where are you taking that time and putting it towards? And how does this look like a week from now, three months from now, a year from now, five years into the future? See, when we first got this house, I thought it would be great to have five acres of land, we talked about homesteading, so getting chickens, doing the food forest, doing aquaponics, all the things. What I failed to realize is despite how much value and interest I had in this particular, call it hobby or niche, I failed to realize how much time it would actually take to not only cultivate the, all these things, but to manage and upkeep it. What's important to remember is before you beat yourself up, understand that you're going to make mistakes. You're gonna go through with things thinking they're a great idea and it's totally okay to move through them and finally say, hey, you know what? 
this wasn't exactly what I thought it would be, or maybe this is too much, I'm extending myself, and it's time to pull back, despite the fact that you've already chosen to invest this far into it. It takes a lot of honesty and a lot of humility to be able to identify that point and turn away, but once you do, you realize this is practicing minimalism in its most advanced form. It's really easy to say goodbye to the material things that you could purchase again should you want to want it in the future. But when it comes down to actual things that you actually thought that you would like or would like or have fantasized about or have idealized, but then realize when you're in the midst of those things that practically speaking or physically speaking, this is not adding value to me. And it's not really something I like to do. Like I like the idea of having a ton of animals and having a farm, but do I really want to be doing those things? Is that really where I want to be spending my attention day in, day out? When you get to that point, now you've taken minimalism to a whole nother level. So this leads me to point number four, not thinking forward. How much life, how much attention and time, how much resource is this very thing that you're about to do or that you're welcoming into your life actually going to take? Like I said, it's hard to quantify sometimes. You don't realize until you get into it. And then it takes you being a bigger person and stepping up to your honest self and saying, you know, I, this is not what I want anymore. The truth is once you eliminate all the things in your life and come down to your experiences, you're going to fall in love with all of it. There's so many beautiful things to experience in this life. There is no doubt about that. I mean, I can go on forever and dive head deep into so many things that would just be exciting and so much fun to fill my space and time with. So what it comes down to is priorities. A lot of times with my clients and in my course, we come down to about five major priorities that blankets or overlaps and encompasses the entirety of a person's life. When you can identify these three to five things that are most important to you, life gets really simple and it gets super clear what your North Star is in terms of what you should or shouldn't allow into your life. And this takes a lot of digging and self-awareness and implementing and repivoting and reevaluating and going through the process over and over and over again. It's why I created the Everyday Vacation course. But one of the simplest ways that you can start doing this with yourself right now is to ask yourself, is this really the problem I want to be having? Going back to homesteading and wanting to raise my own farm, I had to start to ask myself, can I really see myself waking up at the crack of dawn to feed the pigs, scrape out the horse stalls, let out the chickens, check on the garden, then be seeding and sowing and watering, and then figuring out how to evade pests or make a more balanced ecosystem for my garden. Is this a problem I really wanted to have every single day? Or were there other problems that I would prefer? It's not that that problem in and of itself was negative or something I didn't like. I love the idea of homesteading and farming. However, is this the utmost? Is this the highest problem I really want to be having right now? Or do I want to have problems like what my kids need to do for school or what we want to do for family time or fill in the blank, what I want to do for my business, how I want to help other women or other people out in the world, what I want to contribute to my community. Do I want to be more of an athlete and go to the gym every single day and be able to play volleyball a few times a week, which is something that we really thoroughly enjoy. So it comes down to asking yourself, what problems do you really want to have? And this is a call to um, Mark Manson's book, uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. Really, really good book. If you haven't read that, 
this boils it down to really understanding how your time and attention is limited and identifying exactly what problem you actually want to have, because all of it requires us to solve problems, regardless of what we're doing, as much as we enjoy it, there are problems that we have to solve in doing this. So identifying that one key thing is going to allow you to streamline your focus and energy and not overwhelm yourself with experiences that are going to require more attention and resources down the line. Last but not least, the most common mistake veteran minimalists make is not knowing your basics. Your basics are your values, needs, priorities, and preferences. I'm going to bring this example to when I first started minimalism. I remember when I used to shop, I'd go into a store and I would look at things and be like, that's cute. I want that. That looks nice. I'll have that. And I would come out of the store with all this stuff that I didn't need. And then what I realized is when I brought it home into my closet, the tags wouldn't even come off because the truth is, despite that it looked cute on the rack, it wasn't something that I preferred on my body. So understanding what your values are, what your priorities are, what your actual needs are, as well as your preferences helps you really narrow down your focus to the things that are most important to you. When you know yourself and you meet these basics, your basics that help you thrive, that keep you balanced, that keep you sane, that make you happy. Not only does life get easier and more streamlined, it becomes more enjoyable without having to have it all. If you have this effect of feeling like it's very difficult and very hard because you keep reaching for things outside of yourself, whether it's materialism or over-consuming experiences or just the next thing, then oftentimes what that tells me is that you don't really understand who you are at the core and what makes you tick. So you're trying to find, it's kind of like when you're not getting enough nutrients in your diet and you feel consistently hungry and like you're full, but you feel hungry because your body's not getting the nutrients it needs. When you're not giving yourself the things that it takes for you to thrive and feel fulfilled, you're going to start reaching out in life. You're trying to meet that need without actually knowing what you're trying to meet. So when you know what you want, for instance, I know I love luxury vehicles. I love, like, I do love the luxury spaces. When I get into them, I'm just like, ah, oh, this is so nice. But what I know most about myself is I do not want to stress about it. I want to be able to come home from the beach, throw my towels in the car, get in with my bathing suit, and not worry about if my kids eat in the car. That, to me, is more important than how much I enjoy a luxury space. So I save those luxury spaces four times when I'm on vacation and want to rent a car. Those are the times that I enjoy those spaces, but spending the time and money and the stress on it in my life, I know for certain will not add value to me. It will add only more stress. The upside of this is when I do rent the car, or we do get to go to a nice hotel, we deeply appreciate that experience. So much more than having it in our day-to-day -day life. So having this level of awareness is super key when it comes to deepening your growth and your journey into minimalism and also accessing even more benefits from this way of life. If you think I've missed anything or there's anything that you want to add, always, always let me know in the comments, DMs, just contribute to our community. This is a space where we can grow and learn from one another. And I'm so honored to be here. So for those of you that have answered my polls over the last couple of weeks and contributed to the comments, I want to say thank you so much. If you're on YouTube, let me know that you like these videos by hitting thumbs up and leaving a comment. If you're on podcast, make sure you give it a rating. Thank you so much for being here and I'll check you in the next episode.